But this account has never been explored in a feature film form. I mean, there's been feature films that have included this mm -hmm. account like in a broader sense of telling all these other biblical accounts. But usually, you're just kind of zooming through Abraham's life. You get to the, the altar, and it's like almost mm -hmm. like an episode within a greater within a greater film if you're mm -hmm. doing it in, in, that, in that sort of medium. Um, but rarely, I don't, I don't know if I've really seen Sarah's struggle with infertility, Sarah's struggle with going along with your husband when the Lord's appearing to your husband and he's saying, hey, God came to me. Oh, oh really? Okay. The story is about 4,000 years ago, early in the second millennium BC, God spoke to the prophet Abraham and asked him to sacrifice his son Isaac as a burnt offering in the mountains of Moriah. According to the scriptural account, Abraham journeys three days, builds an altar and binds his son upon it and is stopped by an angel only after he has taken the knife to slay his son. It is one of the most startling and controversial accounts in all of Scripture. Today we explore the story of Abraham and Isaac and its significance even 4,000 years later. I'm your host, Bonner. This is Likewise. David Helling is an American screenwriter and director and a veteran of the Marine Corps who served in Iraq. For over a decade, he has made short films adapting stories from the Bible. His debut feature film, His Only Son, centers on the account about Abraham and Isaac in Genesis 22, will be released by Angel Studios Easter 2023. Here's a clip from the film. How does the life of an animal measure up to that of a man? It cannot. My journey on this way, if only for some symbol, if that's all it is. Ash, that's enough belaboring. Who can know the mind of God? His ways, his thoughts. He has his reason for commanding a sacrifice. Be it a symbol or a memorial. Whatever the purpose, the Lord knows. And it must be good. You believe that? I must believe that. Wow. <laughs> That's exciting, man. This is really amazing. David Helling here. Thank you so much for joining us on Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. It's a blessing. You know what? We talk about the scriptures. We talk about these stories and how, why do we have these scriptures? Well, it's because we're supposed to relate them to our lives, right? Mm. And I think in this piece, I was able to feel what Abraham was feeling. I was able to Good. feel Isaac and, and, and Sariah mm. and the emotions because just as a reader, it's so easy to say, oh, that's so far from us. That's, we're not on the same plane. They're human. Mm. God uses people mm -hmm. with real emotions. Yep. Now, you've taken on a pretty controversial story, <laughs> right? Yeah. In, the, in the Bible, of all the stories to take on, one where a man, and I, I'm not messing this up for those of you who have read the scriptures, <laughs> yeah. who's asked to sacrifice his own son. Why did you choose this story? Well, it's, um, you know, it, it is one of the most controversial and, and heavily scrutinized passages, um, both for, for non-believers, uh, you know, it's kind of like a point of contention. Absolutely. Where they can look at that and be like, oh, 
So wait a minute. So so you're a Christian, or you and you believe the Bible, and you and you worship a God who would tell a man to sacrifice his own son. Mm-hmm. And for believers, uh, oftentimes they don't know what to do with that. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, well, okay, well, I have faith that that yes, this happened, but but why did it happen? And mm-hmm. so to really dig in and exposit which would be the word to use there, to, to bring that out of the text to show what the Lord was doing in setting this man, pulling this man, Abraham, mm-hmm. which he was Abram before, but pulling him out of paganism uh, and, and, and setting him on a path that he would bring a nation from him and eventually bring a seed. Uh, and, and through that seed, capital S, Christ, mm-hmm. all the nations of the earth would be blessed. Um, and so that, to, to show the Lord's purpose in that, to help give an answer, to answer the scoffers and give an answer to believers so that they themselves can answer scoffers, right? So on one hand, you get people who are saying, how could you believe in a God that asks a man to do this for his son, you know, to do his son? And then on the other hand, you have Christians, well, I believe it this way or I see it this way or I, I believe, but things might not necessarily be exactly how it went. Yeah. <laughs> Where... Where do we place? Where where do we get from this story? This is an old story. This is what four thousand years ago. Yes, right. Yeah. How is it relevant to us in today? Well, it's relevant in a lot of ways. One, you can see um, that that, and we'll probably get into this later. But as far as the Lord coming to Abraham and saying, "Take your son, your only son, mm-hmm. Isaac." Whom you love. Oh, that sounds familiar. Oh, yeah. And what go a to sacrifice. The land yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sacrifice, son that 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 uh, that he loves, and uh, his only son. Um, so obviously, the Lord, this man Abraham, mm-hmm. who he pulled and set him aside to make a nation for uh, for himself that he bring uh, his seed from. Uh, it, clearly, he was making a picture for us to look back at, and, and the Lord's good about that. I mean, he's real intentional about giving us reminders and memorials Absolutely. Uh, all throughout scripture. Mm-hmm. And, um, and because, because we need that because we're prone to wander. Right. Uh, but, but, but really in this, in this film and when people see it, uh, it's not just about Abraham taking Isaac to be sacrificed. It's sort of a dual narrative, right? And you, and you've seen it. So, you know, uh, it, it's, you're also, as you're making your way to the place of the offering, Abraham is having to remember and recall all the promises of God of waiting for that son of promise for Isaac mm-hmm. for like a quarter of a century. Right. And him and Sarah's, you know, what do you do with that? What do you, what do, you do when your faith has to endure, right? And, 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 and that is relevant to all of us it, 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 every single day, mm-hmm. right? Because we're all having to live by faith. You know, in this movie, as I was watching, um, I kept seeing the turmoil uh, that that Abraham was going through, and and that his wife was going through. And then once he was asked to do what he had to do, there's a lot of tempting and, and trying and testing. Um, why why do you think God would do that with Abraham, someone who he knows is faithful? You know, in, in James it says, you know, blessed are you when you come into various trials, knowing that testing your faith produces endurance, right? And when when we have endurance, um, when when the Lord, that's how when He tests us, it it brings about the uh, because it's it's His strength working in us, and mm. it's His gift of faith working in us. So when we're able to endure, um, 
not only do we grow in our faith, but others around us see our faith growing and see our faith, and it becomes a testimony to others, and the Lord's glorified. So today, people are like hyper aware of of cults and religious zealots, of of people who are trying to lead trying a congregation. To say, you know, what are you trying to say? You're trying oh, to say that? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, what's your, okay. Yeah. So you trying to call me a name? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> but, but zealous. But okay. people are. Are, are like very sensitive to this. Like where we're, they said their God tells them to take on multiple wives or to sacrifice people. Abraham does both, mm. <laughs> you know? And how do you respond to, to people who are super hyper aware of that and saying, well, how can this be a real story? Or or what, what was your reasoning for taking on this Bible story rather than something that would be a little bit easier? Hey, you know, I wouldn't be able to do anything uh, if it weren't, for the grace of the Lord. Um, if I was left my, to my own devices or my own will, uh, it'd just be all turmoil, chaos, and ultimately leading to death. But, um, so whatever good thing I, I do is all, is all from Him. So if there's any truth that comes in this, it's obviously His truth. Um, but you said a number of things I in did, there that I, I want to touch did on. Did you catch them all? There's like 15. You're talking about polygamy. <laughs> you're talking about uh, child sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so let's keep in mind, right? So, so, Sarah suggested Hagar, and Abraham then went into Hagar, his his, his servant, took her on as a, as a wife. Um, that was Sarah's suggestion. It was not the Lord's suggestion. From the beginning, the Lord said, the two shall become one flesh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can pull it from Leviticus as well, where it says, you know— What about people who don't believe, who say, why, why would a God do that? Why would he ask a man, his follower, to do that? How could that be God? Um, well, again, it was, he, he tested Abraham and I mean, he, and he does that with all, right. What was, what does Christ say? You know, if we want to follow him, we must deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. We got to die daily. We got to lay our whole life, everything that we put our hope in that's apart from the Lord, you need to be willing to lay it all down because like I said, it's all going to wither away anyway. But, but our faith in the Lord is what in the Lord is what it is, was, is what is constant. Um, and, uh, and so, so your, your ultimate question in that is how do we know that the, it's the, true or well, how do we? Yeah, the ultimate question is there are going to be people that look at this and say, man, I think that's just a story. Or how could God, if, if maybe if I do believe in God or if I don't believe in God, how could God ask a man to do these things? You know, because in this day and age, we look at that and we're like, no way. So if someone's coming to tell you to sacrifice your son, uh, they'll say, well, let's hold off on that. Mm-hmm. Let me see what the Bible says about this. Okay. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, what's interesting because it's, the Lord the Lord gave up his own son, it, it, you know, and that was, that was the plan he was pointing to. And we've talked about this like four times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's interesting because you see the perversion of that, that grew up in Canaan mm-hmm. five centuries later, right. when Israel comes back to the promised land, like uh, when Moses leads them and then Joshua leads them into the promised land, Lord tells Moses, tell his people, you don't sacrifice your children to, to the idols like the pagans do. We don't have any mention of child sacrifice before this account in, in, in Genesis 22 of the mm. Lord testing, testing, testing Abraham by asking him to lay down his son. So it's almost like, was that some kind of satanic perversion of saying, hey, hey, look, you know what? You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, go, you, you want to go all the way with faith? Mm-hmm. Actually lay down your son to the end. And, and you say that, and it makes me think about how Abraham, 
how the actor portrayed and how you directed. Yeah, Nicola Nicola Maud. He, Maud, he did a great job. What a yeah, what a he blessing. Did a, he did a great what a blessing job. He was, but how there was no question. Okay, this is what I have to do. But man, I don't want to do it, but I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, why did you show so much of that struggle and 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 the three days too? I mean, why why didn't you show more of leading up? Why did you choose to focus on that three day trip? Well, I, I just I think it's interesting. One in uh, in Genesis twenty two, which is the which is the chapter in Genesis that focuses on the binding of Isaac, the laying down of Isaac, mm-hmm. and the Lord calling him to, uh, calling Abraham to sacrifice his son. Um, that that it says you know that he rose early, saddled his he saddled his donkey, mm-hmm. he split the wood, got his two servants, and on the third day he saw the place afar off. It's like whoa, whoa wait a minute, back up, back up. The third day. Like, so he had to go with that realization of what he was going to do. He had to walk by faith. And it says in Hebrews that, that believing that God had the power to raise the dead, he went and laid down his life, laid down his son on the altar. And obviously I'm paraphrasing that. Um, but, but it was, he had to go with faith that, Hey, the Lord promised mm-hmm. this son and the Lord promised that he was going to to bring forth the seed through this son. He called him by name. Mm-hmm. But yet now he's asking me to lay this son down. How do you reconcile the two? Well, do you think that he was really that obedient, that there was no question in his mind when he was given that command that, well, this is what God wants? Like, yeah. Do you think he would have thought, well, is this voice coming from somewhere else? Or maybe that's just in my head. Do you think he was really like, this is, I've heard this voice before? I, I think he, he definitely knew the Lord's voice. Um, and it's evidenced in his immediate obedience in the text of scripture. It says that he, he arose early, right? So it was, he, he immediately went off. So what do you tell to people who say, I don't know, this is just a story. Like, I, are these even real characters? What value does this have for my life? What does that look like? That kind of faith look like in my life? Um, well, I mean, one, uh, these, these are real people that lived. And that's that's my whole heart's desire is to illustrate and exposit scripture. And uh, Lord willing, I'd like to continue to do this through mm-hmm. other films on and on and on and work. I'd love to work chronologically through the Old Testament to really show people all the promises of God that was leading to Christ. Um, but uh, so, yes, they are. Tr- it's tough because, um, you know, we have physical archaeological evidence that support, you know, David and Hezekiah and 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 all these as far as during the, 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 the kingdom period or the first temple period a thousand years before Christ. It's tough to find physical evidence, even mm-hmm. though we have his cave, uh, the, the, uh, his grave in Hebron, which is has been memorialized for thousands of years. Right. Um, uh, it, it's tough to find physical evidence of of Abraham because they lived in tents, mm-hmm. and so it's not like they they were living in stone houses or or writing on stone tablets at the time. I mean, Mo, the Lord did for Moses uh, 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 five hundred years later. Um, but uh, so the question is, what what is the what does that faith mean for me? Yeah, what does it look like for me? Because kind of going back to what I said in terms of well. The scripture is supposed to be related to our everyday life. But then what about those who believe that maybe these aren't real people? Like, and what lessons can I learn? What does this faith look like in my life? How can I translate what he did to 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 today? Yeah, well— What uh, am I asking to give? What am I asking to sacrifice? Like, what promises, 
you know, things well, like that. Well, I mean, faith, you know, faith is only as good as, as the what you're putting your faith in, right? Mm. Um, so, uh, obviously, I would encourage you. Oh, oh, oh. say that again? Uh, I don't know. What did I say? Uh, <laughs> faith. faith. Faith is only as good as what you pay, put your faith in. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I would encourage people um, to want, read the Word for yourself. because you know, That's how you know. So, that's, mean, how you, that's how you and, find and, out. And you read the Word for yourself, dig into it. Um, you know, because because no amount of can, me telling you, hey, no, this was a real. Oh, okay, yes, thank you. No, <laughs> no go read it for yourself because there's ar- there's archaeological evidence. I mean, there's it, it, the places that are talked about in scripture are still there still today. Yeah. I mean, Jacob's well, who's 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 Abraham's grandson, uh, is still there today, uh, north of Jerusalem, in which was Sychar, which was Shechem before that, mm. um, and so. Uh, you you can you can find these things, but you that's not going to give you the faith to truly believe in the faith that begets fruit, right? And the ultimate fruit is eternal life through Christ's finished work on the mm-hmm. cross, right? And so by putting your faith in Him, uh, and I, I'm, I'm digressing because as far as because you're saying okay, so as someone who maybe doesn't believe this, what do you do with faith? It's like well, if someone doesn't believe it, what do you have faith in? You have faith in the chair you're sitting in. You have faith in, you know, that, that your check's going to come in the mail or mm-hmm. deposit in your account or whatever, Bitcoin, I don't know. What, what, mm-hmm. But you have faith in, in the things of the world. That'll all fail you. That's all going to, you know, it's it's hay, wood, and stubble. You know, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And so what I, I would I would encourage people, like, this is, you know, this is this is how you know by reading the word, by digging into the Bible, and um, and 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 uh, but but obviously the film itself is is it's such a renowned mm-hmm. uh, account. Uh, it, I don't want to give up too much, but what you did with Soraya, oh my yeah. gosh, that made things and so, so or, or real. Sarah, so yes, yeah, so Sarai, so Sarai, and then it was was just like Abram. Yes, was they that, changed it to and, Sarah, and the Lord oh, changed okay. changed her name to Sarah, yep. and um, and changed his name to Abraham. Why did you? <laughs> You connected us to her and her pain. Why was that important for you to do in this film? Well, that's something that I think that's that's um, that's often overlooked. I mean, one, I don't think you'd have to correct me if I'm wrong, um, but this account has never been explored in a feature film form. I mean, there's been feature films that have included this mm-hmm. account, like in a broader sense of telling all these other biblical accounts. But usually, you just kind of zooming through Abraham's life you get to the the altar and it's like almost mm-hmm. like an episode within a greater within a greater film if you're mm-hmm. doing it in in that in that sort of medium um but rarely I don't I don't know if I've really seen Sarah's struggle with infertility Sarah's struggle with going along with your husband when mm-hmm. the Lord's appearing to your husband and he's saying <laughs> hey God came to me oh Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And you got to know they came from, because we see in the book of Joshua that it says Abraham's father, Terah, was, he, he was an idol worshiper. Yeah. So they were coming from a land of idol, of many gods. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, okay, the Lord God appeared to you and said, we're going to leave everything we have and he's going to go to a, a, a land and he's going to show me and give to my descendants and he's going to give us descendants as numerous as the stars. Well, wait a minute, we haven't even had a son. So what was that like? From her perspective, do you expect pushback for that? For what? For, for what? from her, from not showing her as a 
yes, Abraham, like that's the way it goes because well, God spoke to you rather than, you know. Well, I, 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 and so <laughs> that's not something that I, 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 I try to eisegete, right, which means I try to insert into the text. I, mm-hmm. I definitely try to ex, ex, exegete it and, and pull it from the text because you do see that one in— in There's in, a struggle. In scripture. There is, well, in, and also if you look into the whole Sarah and Hagar incident, if you're familiar with, mm-hmm. with, the, with the text as far as, you know, after 10 years of being in the land— Still no. I mean, the Lord said, "Hey, I'm going to give you descendants of numerous of stars." And we've been going for ten years, and we still haven't had a baby. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Lord meant you were going to have a son through, and then you could go into my handmaiden, and then I'll have a child through my handmaiden, which was something that was a custom mm-hmm. of the time back then. Right. Um, but you could see that Sarah was the one who suggested it, which is interesting. She was the one who actually suggested it. So, what does that mean for where was? Her faith and how was she trying to wrestle with that? Um, and and then you also see when the Lord appeared to Abraham with the two angels uh, before the whole Sodom and Gomorrah incident in Genesis 18, and it says you're going to have a son this time next year. And it says that Sarah laughed and laughed within herself. So the Lord, the Lord, you know, saw and and knew mm. her thoughts. And so it's like that laugh of disbelief. Right. Um, that kind of. So I kind of took those little things that we can see in Scripture, and then and then and and had to build her character from what we see in that. Because ultimately, yes, she did have faith, but was it? You was it? Was it a journey? Mm-hmm. Um, like it is for many, many. It is for all because it's a growing in faith. With Isaac, I'm wondering why did you choose that age? How old is Isaac supposed to be? You know, that's her boy, mm-hmm. but that's not Abraham's only son. You keep hearing only son. Tell me a little bit about that title, Only Son, and then I want to hear a little bit about what age you were trying to portray Isaac to be. Okay, so which one? So those are two questions. Those are two questions. Which yeah. one you want first? Let's do the first one. Um, actually, let's let's do I, Isaac. I want to know a little bit about Isaac and in, in your choosing of of that age. Okay, um, so Isaac uh, in the in the film, I kind of portrayed him at about fifteen to seventeen years old, mm-hmm. uh, and because. In the King James, uh, it's it refers to him, um, lad. Uh, 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 the Lord refers to uh, Isaac as lad. Abraham also refers to Isaac as lad. Mm-hmm. But the Hebrew word is the same word that Abraham also uses for the young men, for the for the the servants that he had. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why it's sometimes translated lad. I mean, lad can mean. I mean, you know, you can have a eighteen uh, year old dude that's a lad, I guess, in that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? But but. Um, so, so there, so I think maybe it's because of that, that term lad, we've often seen portrayals or even like paintings or whatever as Isaac as a little boy, mm-hmm. you know, um, but, uh, so that's from, from Christian perspective, that's what we've often seen in art, but I've read that from, uh, historically a Jewish perspective, cause they, they um, look at the, uh, the the Akeda, which is the binding of Isaac, and really focus more on it's Isaac giving himself up, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have. All, I was wondering how you're going to do that. And they, and oh, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. They have to watch it. Edit this part out. So, so, but they have oftentimes, from what I've read, is they view Isaac's age more as like a 30 year old man, which is really interesting. Because who was Isaac pointing to? Spoiler alert. Uh, we've already kind of covered that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but the actual, again, you want to exegete. You don't want to eisegete. You want to pull from the text, not insert into the text, mm-hmm. right? If you want to properly exposit the word and study scripture. Um, you see that Abraham 
placed the wood on Isaac. And if you look at the word for the wood, it was split. So it's not like it was like a little like bundle of, you know, little bundle of sticks or whatever that sometimes mm-hmm. you see in, in art, right? If it's, if it's split wood, I mean, those are logs and he placed them on Isaac's back. Uh, and Isaac carried the wood up the hill where he was going to be sacrificed. Again, spoiler alert, but that's pointing to something mm-hmm. else. Uh, and uh, so this isn't some little boy that's carrying this wood. Mm-hmm. And if his father is, is even relying on him to carry the wood, um, it's, uh, so I thought, okay, so how do we split the difference? You know, how do we make him uh, still young and, and old enough to carry the wood? Uh, and so that was just, I just kind of picked that, that age there. Mm-hmm. So that was the first question. The other yep. question was his only, only son. son. Yeah, his, his only son. son. Yeah. Um, so I just pulled that directly from the text, right? And I just read that earlier in Genesis mm-hmm. twenty-two. Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and there offer him on one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. Um, at the end, or closer to the end of, of Genesis twenty-two, um, when spoiler alert, uh, uh, he doesn't have to kill Isaac, um, <clears throat> but. Hopefully you read that in the text before you go through the movie. <laughs> uh, in the, uh, it's, it's, it's a short chapter. Um, and uh, it says, because you did not withhold your son, your only son. And he says that, he says, he repeats it again, your son, your only son. Mm. The Lord knows that Abraham had a, an, a biological son before Isaac, um, Ishmael. Um, but, but the Lord was intentional in saying, your only son, which is really interesting. But if you flash forward, because the Lord, he, it says, it says uh, in Isaiah 46.10 um, that he declares the end from the beginning. Um, and he has always had this plan of salvation in place. And so he was setting up these memorials for his people to look back on and remember. And so if he's saying your son, your only son, you flash forward to... John three sixteen for God so loved the world. You had that love language there, mm-hmm. and actually that that term love, that's the first time it shows up in Scripture is Genesis twenty two when he's talking about sacrificing his son. Oh wow! And that's something, man. I got goosebumps underneath wow. my sweater. Um, but um, but for God so loved the John three sixteen for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have mm-hmm. eternal life. That you've got that same only Son language. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Clearly, the Lord was intentional in telling Abraham and repeating it over and over again within that chapter. So that's why I wanted to incorporate that into the title. You seemed intentional about the accents and and displaying it that way rather mm. than English accents. Yeah. <laughs> why? Well, it's cool because one, <laughs> Nicola Mallet. I'm really happy that you did it, by the way. Nicola Mallet, he's a big time uh, TV star in the Middle East. Uh, and it was just a huge blessing to have him. I mean, he was fired up. I just, I found him. It's a whole cool story in itself. Um, but it just see the hand of the Lord all over that. But um, uh, found him on IMDb and uh, and had my producing partner, Roman Medjinoff, reach out to him. And, uh, and, and, and he was all about it, but he came. So he came with an accent ready to go. Did he? Okay, there you <laughs> and go. So then, with that, and then uh, Sarah Saeed, who plays Sarah, she is uh, she is originally from Iran, and uh, and so she's Persian, and um, so she actually spent a lot of time in England. So she's got not necessarily that accent that she's using in the film, mm-hmm. but what I I had with the actress, I said, okay, let's see if we can try to match 
Nicola's accent and just kind of keep it rooted in that in that region. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously they weren't speaking English anyway. They mm-hmm. were speaking sort of proto-Hebrew. Yeah. Casting has to be hard mm. because these are people that we love and know from the scriptures. Mm. And we have our own perspective of how they look and what they're going to speak like. I understand that your actor uh, that played Abraham has already had some, some even death threats. Well, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, and I don't know how much of that he wants me actually to share. But I mean, mm. just as far as I, okay. I think some of that is like from social media. And when you're dealing with Abraham, who is who – is, um, Revered in 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 Christianity, in Judaism, and in Islam, um, you're you're going to because the Quranic uh, uh, account of Abraham is different than the biblical account. Um, but it is it, it it's good, it's different than the biblical account. And also, they would say um, that any represent re- representation of any prophet throughout their scripture um, in Abraham. Being one of the main ones, uh, any representing or showing their face is haram, is is forbidden, uh-huh. um, and so that that is probably the. And so um, yes, he he will get pushed back, and he already has gotten pushed back. Well, you had to be pretty aware. How much study did you do into these other faith traditions, Islam and you know Christianity, obviously, but um, these other faith traditions as you were making. This film. Well, I mean, well, it goes back before I me mean, because because I mean that goes as part of my testimony um, when the Lord really got a hold of my heart when I was in Iraq. I know we haven't yeah. talked about that, but um, but as a Marine in Iraq, this is the Lord really got a hold of my heart, drew me into His Word. Wow, I was being convicted about sin in my life, and uh, and really my faith was just sort of this showy thing, and uh, and and really the, my my uh, I can have I could I could live like a righteous person on the outside mm-hmm. and have a little rotten playground in my mind and you know it but when when I really saw and I dove into scripture consistently for the first time saw the depth of my own sin mm-hmm. saw the goodness of God's perfect grace as as the, through the righteous life of Christ and his his righteousness becoming my righteousness that atoning work on the cross right and that and that 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 it, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm fully made right before God by faith alone. Um, it and is, this all kind of came together when you were in Iraq. In Iraq. And so, so my, my love for the Word and my love, um, uh, it's like Scripture came alive to me there. And, uh, and I thought, man, it's like if I could show people what I'm seeing in Scripture and show people that don't read the Bible, um, that this is real people. This is real people, real history, in the real God's plan of redemption. Mm-hmm. This is. It, it, I thought, well, if I can, if I can illustrate this to people through film, they'd be like, man, that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go read that for myself, and then the Lord get a hold of their heart. But you said you want to do more, right? You're gonna continue uh-huh. to do more, and mm-hmm. I hope to see more. Um, but you said that you want to make sure that these people that we talk about in the scriptures become real. To mm-hmm. us, yeah, right, and and I, I'm watching and I'm loving it, and I hope you notice that I've grown out my hair a little bit for your next film. You could use me, hey, hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> hey. I don't know what your resume yeah. is, but I'll look into yeah. it. We'll get into you. Yeah. We can start it with with with, with your show. No. Oh yeah, yeah. How's your accent? Uh, I, I'm not gonna do it right now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I, I look at, I mean, because you mentioned all these places, you mentioned Egypt, you mentioned all these different places that are in the Bible that are still here today, um. How important was it for you to to match those people? Because I noticed that Isaac was significantly lighter, or was that just the casting and he just nailed it and you just got him, or was that uh, an important? 
Yeah, so so Isaac is played by Adon Moskowitz, and if you can't tell by the last name, um, both of his parents, they live in L.A., mm-hmm. but they immigrated to the United States uh, from Israel. Okay. And so he is actually a descendant of Abraham. Okay. So he is spot on casting. Okay, that, right? that's, that's uh, helpful and for so, me. And I love that. Where did you shoot? So it's all in uh, California, the greater okay. L.A. area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, greater L.A. I was like, they, they, they out there, man. Well, <laughs> it's beautiful because California is a Mediterranean climate. And uh-huh. so it looks, it you know, it looks spit in the image of Israel, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so uh, we shot a lot of the, the scenes that take place because it's a journey film. Um, and it's also a flashback film. So you're kind of all over mm-hmm. um, what was Canaan back then. Uh, and uh, so in the south, in the, what's called the Negev uh, part of Israel, it's, it's more of the desert, more barren look. So we shot a lot of that out in, in California's Mojave region and on the edge of Death Valley. And then when you get up to more of the hill country up in the Hebron and, and uh, Salem, which was eventually Jerusalem, um, you get more into the rolling grassy hills. So we shot a lot of that north of L.A. in the Malibu Creek area. Um, but uh, really cool, like, because there's some shots in there. Uh, I, I like it. I thought it was cool shooting there because we shot Malibu Creek State Park, some of it. And there's some shots, and actually there's a shot in the trailer where uh, where the four and the donkey are walking on, like, kind of like this this grassy field, and they've got this cool, like, green mountain in the background. Um, and uh, that field uh, was actually uh, where they shot the cornfield uh, for the first Planet of the Apes uh, with Charlton Heston back in the, in the, in the 60s. Like, they're, like, running. Oh, yeah. And they, they're running through the cornfield and stuff. I'm like, man, this is cool. So cool. It's like where they shot Planet of the Apes. And, well, uh, I was just watching. I was yeah. like, Wonder if they, are they really out there? But yeah. that that's that's great. Yeah, that's that's great. There was one there was one part where I was just like, I don't know about that, but then I was like, oh, I really appreciated that conversation that um, Abraham allowed to happen with that servant that was so angry. Okay, you know, yeah, you don't want to go um, too just, much into spoilers, but yes, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. dang, because conversations need to happen between people who feel differently. And it, they need to happen in a way mm-hmm. of listening and understanding and still just having the conversations. And yeah. we're having more conversations like that now than I've ever experienced since uh-huh. I've been alive with people who think and feel and believe differently than I do. And we're able to come together and learn from one another. Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciated that even though Abraham was in turmoil, like he could have been like, I don't need to listen to this. I won't talk to you. I take him home. But he sat down and had that conversation with him. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, there were some, oh, that's kind of, st- why is he stereotyping this person, you know? And well, mm-hmm. I, it's not all of them, but this is what they have shown, you know? And so to be able to say, this has been my experience. It's not everybody. So I just, I really appreciated the conflict and the conversation that was allowed to happen. And I and I hope that people look at that and say, man, if Abraham, who who is getting word from God, can sit down and be patient enough, even though he's getting ready to go sacrifice his son, be patient enough to have a conversation with another one of God's children, mm. man, that's it just shows an, another level uh, of an example of what we can learn from the prophets, even though that wasn't something that was directly in the scriptures. Yeah, you know? and, and, and uh, I wrote a line in, uh, in there uh, for what Abraham says in one of those conversations, and he says, you know, I'd rather answer his question and bring truth to light than allow animosity to fester. Yeah. And I think that yep. so much, you know, when you allow something that you're like a disagreement with somebody, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's best to go to them. You don't want to, because then you then you start having conversations in your own mind and it's all fictitious. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I bet you if I said this, they'd probably say that. And I bet you if I said this, and they, then mm-hmm. they'd oh, they probably say that to me. Well, then I would say this. And it's like, mm-hmm. what does that do? You're yeah. just building a bunch of just venom inside yourself. Mm-hmm. No, go sit down in love 
impatience and have the conversation. Yeah. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, if I anything more, this is what yeah. I have spoiled. But just the perspective, uh, uh, the perspectives that you see in this film, mm-hmm. and how that one character looks at Abraham. Yeah. You know, and how I think that represents kind of how the world will look at those who believe. You know, that's God's cool, way is cool not the world's way. That's a cool perspective. I didn't really plan that, but hey, that was know, awesome. That's the Lord's work. Well, thank you so much. You're doing amazing things for the Lord and and for the world and appreciate what you're putting out there. And I can't wait for everybody to see it. Yeah, I can't wait for y'all to see it either. Your host, man, it's been an absolute pleasure. Pleasure is mine as well. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Lightwise is a video podcast production of Angel Studios released every other Tuesday. If you'd like to watch episodes of Lightwise, download the Angel app wherever you get your apps. Also, to find out how you can watch His Only Son, visit angel.com forward slash sun. This episode was written and directed by Joel Ackerman, produced by Cameron Jackson and John Van Sickle, and edited by Cameron Jackson, with sound mixing by Brian Densley.